this? Hi, trick or treat! Oh, oh my god, I recognize the background. Trick oh, or treat! I'm Who are cry. you? It's yes. Guess from my voice. Uh, it's Jill. It's Jill. 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 Hi, how are Hi, you? How are you? Happy Halloween. To you too. I'm wearing my Halloween pin and my vote pin because uh, that's what we got to do today. We got to do it. I assume I you have. Today. Have you done it? I voted. Now, okay. if pe people don't know, they would know, they should know that you have been successfully prosecuting at least two presidents in your lifetime. And hopefully the second one is going to be as successful as the first one. Uh, because it appears that way. I hope that justice will be done in the end, that democracy will prevail, because that's what happened at the end of Watergate. We had democracy and justice, and that's what we need right now. I'm hoping for that. Yeah, I mean, remind people, because during Watergate, it did feel like the world was coming to an end in some regards. I mean, it sort of felt like democracy was in, in great risk. Um, and yet the nightmare came to an end famously. And so remind people of what that process was like and that this one might be a lot more like that than what some people fear. Well, we had um, bipartisanship back then and we had three networks and only three networks and all three networks had the same facts. Those are two really big differences. Mm. We didn't live in bubbles. We all accepted facts. Um, I was just watching interviews of people at a Trump rally, and they believe things are true that I absolutely have never seen one shred of evidence, anything that I could introduce in a court. And that's how I think. I think about facts and evidence as things that you can prove from a document, from something that you see, a photograph, but you can't just say things are something unless you can prove them. And yet the people standing in line at these rallies actually believe that. So that's of concern to me. Yeah, I mean, certainly missed the days of, of having uh, three broadcasters. But on the other hand, it is good to get a multitude of voices. And it's great to have things like Twitter and social media. Uh, and you get to hear so many voices. It's just unfortunate that it, it so is, many if you are just tuned into to, to Fox News. If you listen with a careful ear, if you read with a careful eye, if you do some research, when I read a newspaper story and it says something, I click or research to find out if it's true. If someone says this is the best economy since whatever, I go and I check the numbers. If they say someone was indicted, I read the indictment. I don't rely on someone who's telling me what it says. And I think that's something we all have to learn. We all have to learn to be more critical thinkers. It's the most important thing when you're deluged with uh, different information. You have yeah. to be able to know which is true and which isn't, don't you think? Yeah. yeah. Can That's I ask you a whole 40, yeah, go ahead, 40 minutes yeah, on propaganda this morning, Jill? So I, I, good, good girl. It, yeah. This is what we need going forward. We have to figure out what happened. And exactly. Critical thinking is key. Go ahead. Nina, you had a question. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I wondered, Jill, if uh, it, during Watergate, if you felt that the the public was uh, a, as as equipped or more equipped to to be critically thinking than the public is now. Well, first of all, I think it was less critical that they be critical thinkers 
because the facts weren't in dispute. Now where you have two completely different sets of information, you have to be able to evaluate the different sets of information. So it's more important. But I do think that facts mattered back then. You had Republicans who are the ones who went to the White House and said, President Nixon, we've seen the evidence, we've heard the tapes. You will be convicted on the charges of impeachment if you do not resign. And he resigned the next day. So there is a difference when you believe the facts, when you have the proof. And here you have proof. You had a vote in the Senate where, keep in mind, when Chief Justice Roberts, who was the presiding officer in that impeachment trial, he didn't say, is he impeachable or not? He said, is he guilty or not? And every single Republican had to answer, not guilty. Even the ones who had said, yes, the evidence shows exactly what he's charged with. But I don't think it's impeachable. I'm not willing to impeach him for it. I'm willing to make a political judgment not to impeach, but to lie and say he's not guilty. That troubles me. And that's a big difference. So I think that's why, I, as I say, I think facts matter. And no one was listening to the facts uh, during that trial. Well, a lot of the facts couldn't come out, right? They couldn't call witnesses. Witnesses are eyewitnesses are are used to be the. Sorry, my phone decided to talk. (laughs) Jill, this is something that has bothered me through this whole experience. We just had Noel Noel Kessler on. I don't know if you were able to see us before you came to the door, Um, but you know, Noel's an eyewitness. Noel saw things for years and then went to speak about it, and it was like this third rail no one could touch. And it used to be, I saw and heard things, right? That's why I'm here. It used to be that eyewitnesses were treated as a precious um, source of evidence, of facts. And so the Senate would not, they would not, Mitch McConnell would not allow eyewitnesses to be called forward into that trial. I found that to be just a shocking sort of, uh, we're not going to have evidence, right? I, I, well, you know, there was, when Kavanaugh was being uh, confirmed, there were eyewitnesses who wanted to come forward and they wouldn't let them. Um, so there, there, there is, you know, there's a history of that, but it's, there was enough evidence presented without, yes, more would have been good, would have been yeah. better, but there was enough evidence in what we saw. And you had the Attorney General, and let's go back to Watergate, Attorney General Mitchell went to jail for his role. And that was the just and right thing to have happen. But here you have the Attorney General coming out and misrepresenting what a lengthy document, the Mueller report said, he said, nothing here, folks, you don't have to pay attention. There's no collusion, there's no obstruction. That is absolutely not what the document said, but that was the first impression and people listening to Fox News never went beyond that. They believed that that was the truth and they didn't have to look any further. So there are still people who think that it was all nonsense. And, you know, for example, I personally would like to see a full investigation of the blind repairman who supposedly got Mm. Hunter Biden's laptop. 
because Frank Fuglusi, if you've listened to Malcolm Nance, if you've listened to any expert, it has every earmark of being Russian propaganda. And you're mm -hmm. much more an expert on that than I am. But really, let's investigate it because it would show that it was totally phony. I would like yeah. to investigate the mailing that some producer did sending it to California where it arrived empty for Tucker Carlson. That is <laughs> maybe the funniest thing I've ever heard. Um, I actually ended up posting because someone said, well, that's a worse excuse than the dog ate my homework. And so I posted a picture. The dog ate my compromise. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Rudy Giuliani's out there saying and he's got the child porn. The yeah. one, I didn't hear you. So. Rudy Giuliani saying he's got the child porn from the from that uh, drive, which means well, he's, he's that's that. a crime. He's that's a yeah. crime. That's a crime. Well, but if he's saying let's look at Rudy Giuliani on the Borat film. Anybody seen that? <laughs> Jill, uh, we've all seen it. I'm dying to know what you thought of that film, Jill. You've got to tell us what you thought. Did you see it? Did you see well, the film? I, I I liked his first film a lot better than this one. Um, I, I I'm can't say that I would recommend the second one. It's just so gross. On the other hand, <laughs> the moon dance Julian laying down on a bed and putting his hand down his pants. You yeah. can't make that up. You can't. You can't. You know, there is, I can't unsee it. I would like to unsee it. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we haven't spoken to you since uh, the passing of Ruth Bader Ginsburg and uh, and also this new Supreme Court justice that has just taken her position. So uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts on on, on Justice Ginsburg. Well, I, obviously, I was devastated by her death. Um, it would have been untimely if she had been 100 years old. And she was a great addition to the women's movement to the movement for equality for all people, not just for women, but for every single person in America. And replacing her in a rush of this sort with the hypocrisy is just appalling to me. And I think that Republicans need to be held accountable for having rushed it through, for having said, you can't do that in an election year, eight months before the election, but it's okay while the voting is already going on because we control both, so it's okay. It isn't okay, it was wrong to do, and it, it, it's really devastating. And that's not even looking at what her jurisprudence is, it's just looking at that she joined in saying, you cannot yeah. change the dimensions of the, the makeup of the court that close to an election. She said it. If she were a woman of moral values, she would live by that and she would have said i'm happy to accept this position after the election but i cannot do it now but she didn't and and i think that is um i think that's just wrong and i obviously lindsey graham and mitch mcconnell are really but all republicans who voted um it's just wrong and i believe the president is the president until noon on january 20th and that the president Obama should have had the power to appoint eight months before, and then it would have been perfectly fair for Trump to appoint right now. But if you cheat someone out of the appointment of Merrick Garland, who was a centrist, he was not a liberal, he's not, mm -hmm. he was so moderate. Remember that Obama actually got criticized by many Democrats for choosing someone who was so moderate. You know, why not pick someone liberal? 
But he chose someone moderate, and that person didn't get confirmed, and someone extreme right-wing gets confirmed now and totally changes the court. I now believe that court expansion or court balancing is something that is appropriate. I wouldn't have said that until I was on a panel recently with uh, Dean Irwin Chermerinsky from UC Berkeley, and he said, because my argument was, you know, it's a bad precedent, and if we do it, then next time if the Democrats aren't in control, the Republicans can do it, and eventually you'll have such a big court that it'll be ridiculous. And he said, you're right, the consequences of doing it are that that could happen. The consequences of not doing it are that you have an extreme right-wing court with a 6-3 majority for the next 30 years. And that really got me and made me think, you know what, fair is fair. And we can't keep letting Republicans change the rules midstream. Remember, they even changed the rules to vote because they had said you have to be there in person or you can't vote. Well, yeah, yeah. except now, now you can. Um, so our military I, personnel, what does that say to our military personnel? That's right. overseas. Yeah. Right. What are they doing? Right. Um, no, well, I was saying that they couldn't vote in the Senate for the um, confirmation. Oh, oh, I see. Okay. I thought you were talking yeah. about the general vote. Okay. Yeah. You, no, no. Julie, you haven't met Greg, and I just... I, I just want to say, Greg doesn't always look like this, by the way. He just, he's dressed in, a, in, a, in his outfits tonight. I, I look ridiculous, so I apologize. So maybe, you know, but <laughs> it's a great costume and he's really gone full tilt tonight. So, um, yeah. Greg, do you have any questions for, for Jill? I, I do. Uh, um, I have a question. You, you were speaking earlier about the differences between Watergate and now, and one of them is, of course, Fox News did not exist back then. Um, these people going on air and lying when they know they're lying. Um, yeah. It's one thing when it's about something dumb, but I feel like when it's about something important, such as coronavirus being real and mask, the efficacy of wearing masks, that maybe there should be consequences. If it's if you shout fire in a crowded room and there's no fire and someone gets hurt, you're liable for that. So is there any way that these people, Hannity and et al., can be held liable for what they're lying um, well, you'd have to prove a direct link to that piece of information. Um, I don't know, remember back when AIDS was first becoming a, a real threat to the population. Uh, laws were passed that said if you knowingly pass on AIDS mm -hmm. to someone, you are liable. And so I've often wondered why, you know, you couldn't use something like that law to say, if you hold a rally, and people come and you don't require masks, you don't require social distancing, and someone gets a uh, gets uh, coronavirus. Them them Intentionally packing them together. It's yes, not just, exactly. Well, we exactly. can't control whether they have their right. mask on or not. Well, you're controlling right. whether you're jamming them all together. No, no, I, I agree completely. And, and I, what about all the people who were stranded in Nebraska? Some of those people yeah. had a hospital. Um, you know, they're trying to take away health care right now, the Republicans. And so who knows what those people have in terms of insurance and, and coverage. But don't you think the campaign is responsible? They brought them there. Absolutely. I think they are. And I think you're right yeah. about there being a, a court uh, case of against uh, mm -hmm. Trump. Yeah, for these spreading events. Yeah.
Oh, 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 the door's here. Um, and I know, Nina, you, I, I know you, we've kept you a little longer than we should have tonight. Um, so I'm going to say goodnight to Nina Burley, who also deserves a lot of credit for tackling on yes. tackling the Trump women this last uh, <laughs> couple of years, and particularly this year. Um, so, uh, Nina, thanks very much. I don't know if we can hear you. I can't hear you again. I've lost your no, voice. No, we can't hear you again, Nina. Um, Did you mute me, we have, oh. we have audio problems with Anyhow, there you go. Nina, thank you so He's much. We appreciate warrior. it. We'll see you again soon. <laughs> um, and sorry, this is, I've never done this with so many people back and forth here. So we're going to try to do our best to maneuver this around. Oh, and she's uh, the greatest, Jill. She really it's is fantastic. Okay. You move around. You move around, Zeb. We'll talk to Jill. All right. All right. <laughs> Look, uh, good. We have another guest, though. So. Yes, we have to let the new guest in. Hello. Oh, Hello. It's hey! Andrew Laufer, the amazing <laughs> Andrew Laufer. <laughs> Trick or treat. You, you look you like you're dressed as Andrew Laufer tonight, Andrew. I'm dressed a bit down, <laughs> yes. You didn't wear an outfit for our special costume well, essential uh, no party that we had. No student tie. This no is my civilian tie. outfit, I suppose. No, no yeah. <laughs> have you met Jill Winebanks before? I never have. I've never had the pleasure, and she's awesome, and I'm so glad she's here, and that's so cool that we're all hanging out together. Yeah, it is. Yeah. You're, uh, you're in part of the legal profession, too. He's one of the uh, foremost uh, civil rights lawyers that I know, certainly, uh, in New York, and one of the biggest names on Twitter, and has been since the start of uh, this Trump-Russia thing. You've really uh, held the torch up for, for everybody right from the beginning. So, Andrea, congrats on that. And Thank you. It's been I don't know about years. That. There's some much bigger, you know, I'm freezing a little bit here, but there's much, some much bigger names like Jill, for example, who, who is, uh, you know, a, a, a legend in the legal field. So, you know, I, I, I'm just, I'm happy enough just to be here on the same stage, so to speak with her. Now you had some breaking news you said on Twitter and I agree yeah, with you 100% um, Jill, of course. What? Essentially, I was just told by a contact of mine that um, Trump, the campaign uh, just uh, conferred with a top GOP outfit in an attempt to revive, uh, you know, um, the campaign itself, because obviously they're, they're doing very poorly. Um, the private assessment, after they, they got their eyes and ears on um, uh, with what was going on, uh, was essentially, in a nutshell, Trump is finished. Mm. So... He, it's a disaster. I mean, it's it's completely imploding. Um, he's really just gonna, you know, from their perspective, there's just no. Um, he's not uh, coming back. Uh, there's nothing coming back. He he's not gonna be able to make it back at all. Yeah. He's, he's out of money. You mean, or or what do you mean? He's out of money, just... and there's just really no path for him to to victory. There was nothing that uh, these people could do for him. She was so, speaking to a Republican strategist or a... It was a Republican strategist. Yeah, who, who Trump had called and said, help my campaign in the last uh, mile here. And they said... <laughs> in the last well, four days. Yeah. Nothing they can money. do for you, sir. Wow. Exactly. That's, uh, <laughs> it would be really hard given that there's probably, at this point, almost as many votes cast by now as we're casting the entire 2016 election. Yeah. So yeah. we're yeah. really, you know, it's very hard to undo that kind of voting. You're not going to tell us who the person is, Andrew, I assume. I can't tell you. I was okay. asked not to mention it, but you know, this is definitely um, something that just happened and uh, it's pretty, it's pretty ugly. Who was the person uh, who called? Can you say that? I cannot. Mm. I get, you know, I have a few people I deal with that, you know, trust me with information and trust me with confidentiality. So I, 
I, I really can't mention those names. Yeah, Maybe one day. You can't do it. You it's can. great to have that kind of insider take because you've been watching people on TV all afternoon and they're like saying, uh, guys, it's over. And I'm hesitant to believe it, but you know, when you look at. Be hesitant. Yeah. Be hesitant. Don't, don't take yeah, anyone's word for it, you know? No, and, yeah. and don't listen to us. Go get out and vote. If you haven't voted yet, yeah. go. And seriously, oh, yeah. I mean, anything can happen great. between now and Tuesday, and uh, um, yeah. we still, you know, the selection is not over yet. Um, it would Until be great certified. Until yeah. it's certified, you know, yeah. by the uh, Electoral College. We, you know, until Biden, actually, we should just say this until Biden's hand on the Bible. <laughs> you're swearing. Yeah. Put it you're on that Lincoln's here. Bible. Put it I'm on gonna, Lincoln's Bible. Exactly. Erase that joke, joke. There we go. Biden's exactly. not going to use Lincoln's Bible. Are you back, Jill? You Here's are. This. Yes. Am I back? Yes, you are. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you froze again. Oh no. Okay. No, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, if you don't move too much, I think it might work. It's just I think the bandwidth is at capacity. We got to put some more firewood into the uh, into the furnace. <laughs> into the internet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you you can go okay, ahead and talk. Goes. I'll keep us in a separate. Uh, uh, I'll put uh, I'll put you in a separate uh, smaller box. It'll be easier to to handle the bandwidth. But go ahead. I think we can hear you. We can. You hear can you. hear me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Well, what I was saying was sort of, I could hear part of what you were saying, and I agree that what we have to do is just keep working until January 20th. Until that happens, there's a lot that can go wrong between even assuming, let's say, a week after November 3rd, we know the results. There's a lot of danger lurking in that time period, and we have to stay alert, and no one should say, well, we got it in the bag, I'm not going to vote. Every vote really counts. I think we learned that the last time. People yeah. who stayed at home are the reason that Hillary Clinton isn't mm -hmm. the president. So yeah. I, everybody has to go and vote. Uh, I've never felt better about casting a ballot than I did this time. It really felt important. And I'm still making phone calls into Wisconsin, which is my neighboring state and one that is much more... Um, promising i mean illinois i feel safe but um wisconsin it could make a difference michigan it could yeah. make a difference it iowa make, so you're phone banking are you phone banking yes wine banks? yes yes and what's I'm, it I'm, like for you what's that like well it's it's not as much fun as knocking on doors i love knocking on doors and talking to people and engaging with them um i'm i'm actually i'm calling into some of the call centers to encourage phone bankers, uh, this is obviously a get out the vote uh, because right. that's really what this comes down to. This is a, what is the turnout? That's gonna make the difference between winning and losing. And so we need to encourage people to vote. Voting- And down ballots. I mean, it's great if, 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 yeah. if, uh, if Biden wins the presidency, but we have an entire Senate that we could take. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's not just the Senate, it yeah. is every local race. The mm -hmm. state Thank legislature you. is going to be deciding districting. And so, you know, that's really important who is your, and, and remember you were talking about the, the uh, electoral college. If there were by some miracle, a tie, it goes to the, to the Congress and every state has one vote. That means that Montana, Wyoming, and California have the same number of votes. California has 400 million people those states have 400,000 and they both get equal rate and there are 26 Republican states. Now there are teeny states with a small population, 
but they would carry the vote. 26 wow. is all that would be needed. So, you know, really? think about Are there 26 that. Republican, solid Republican states? That's that's right? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Someone yes. needs to fix that. <laughs> we made a, you know, there's a well, little bit of an issue. Races matter. That's yeah. why it matters. Yeah. And of course, Amy Coney Barrett was confirmed because the Republicans controlled the Senate. Mm-hmm. And so we need to make sure. And Wilbur Ross, who clearly has uh, some conflict of interest, was confirmed because... <laughs> we found out, just saying this, we found out just like today or yesterday that Wilbur Ross has been being paid by a Chinese company yeah. on their payroll all the way into 2019. 2019. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Well, hey, look at the Trump Hotel in Washington, D.C. Look at how much money he's made from foreign people yeah. staying at his hotel, which on its own is wrong because the lease from the government said no one who works for the government can benefit from this. Well, yeah. I guess you could argue he's not working for the government because he's not working, but he is being, he is theoretically working for the government and shouldn't be able to benefit from that, right? Absolutely. That's right. I mean, Olivia Charles, the other one that just, is Olivia Charles, is that her name? Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, transport secretary who uh, is married to McConnell and is- uh, Elaine. Elaine Charles. Elaine Charles. Yeah. Um, and, you know, who's pocketing so much money uh, based on his votes. And, you know, another interesting connection to China. There was another mention today of Lev Levayev's contact. Um, Lev Levayev is a Israeli diamond guy, but is very connected yes, to is. China Arizona. and very connected to Arizona. Trump and Jared. And yeah. it turns out that those FinCEN papers included about a quarter of a billion dollars of um, interesting transactions, flagged transactions to uh, LLCs that we're not quite sure who the LLC owners are, but, you know, connected to Trump, connected to uh, Kushner and to China. I mean, who knows where the money was, was swimming money, in, in that. Right, Follow the money. Yeah. It's the same old thing. Follow the money. Yeah, for sure. And what did the president know? And when did he know it? Mm-hmm. Those phrases will yeah. stay in our memory because they keep being relevant. And yeah, following yeah. the money here is really, you know, more relevant. The following the money there was a very narrow use of following the money. It was because the burglars had $100 bills on them that were the result of cashing a campaign check in one of their bank accounts. And so it would have shown immediately that the White House and the campaign had paid for the burglary. And that's why they didn't want to follow it. But this is a much broader follow the money for sure. This is much bigger, trillions of dollars potentially. Andrew, do you, do you have any other questions for Jill? Because I, I, I know we're running out of time here, but um, so much fun. she's awesome. I'm glad she's here, and it's cool to be on the same stage as her. And you know, the, the you know, she's 100. I mean, I concur with everything she's saying. It's a, it's just, it's a no-brainer. Follow the money. I mean, that's what it really comes down yeah. to. It does. The other money I'm also interested in following is the Epstein money. And uh, did you see today that um, uh, uh, Black Leon Black of uh, Apollo yeah. yesterday in his big uh, in his big uh, meeting with the shareholders, he said that there were other people um, who he could Man. name, but he wasn't going to name them, who Epstein managed their money. And he said, I'm sorry if some of you are not going to hear this as I switch screens here, but he said it included a U.S. Treasury Secretary, a heads of state, several, Nobel laureates, and prominent philanthropists. So I, I can try some of these. I certainly know... Um, who the Secretary of, of the Treasury was. Can you, I bet you, LB, you can get that one. The Secretary of the Treasury would be... 
Uh, Lawrence uh, Summers. I think. Okay. Is Lawrence it Larry? Summers. Larry. It must be Larry, yeah. right? Yeah. It could and, be Larry, who was also world banking it up and yeah. then over in Russia in the 90s with Bill Clinton and helping them get all their flight capital. Heads ready, of state right? would be Ferdinand Marcos and uh, and maybe yeah. Donald Trump. Who knows? Maybe. That's could be. Manafort, too. Manafort yeah. Day. We have to yeah. say his name, the proper yeah. Italian pronunciation of and uh, philanthropists, uh, I don't know who that would be, Wexner, I guess. Yeah. And uh, I had one other, but anyway, I promised people I would tell people what they, who that was. The, the queen, maybe even, was one of the people rumored uh, that Epstein managed her money. But who knows if that's, well, if that's true. We need to get into those Jersey Isles. And I think that the, that I think that the just that this is such a side tangent for everybody away from our election, but just it is going to come back around and really impact us. So the, the, the Jersey Isles, not New Jersey. <laughs> What New Jersey? Not New Jersey, hey. Not New Jersey. <laughs> it's your cue. Franos does not take place in the United Kingdom. That's right. <laughs> it's not the Decapolis. So the Jersey Isles, which is off uh, off the British, you know, sort of part of Great Britain, that has been a uh, offshore laundromat for a very long time, and it does look like. Uh, a lot of the Queen's money is in there, and it does look like Jeffrey Epstein was in there with Andrew setting stuff up. So we're going to see gonna how gonna will that lands. Yeah. I'm going to say good night because I think it's time, and I can't handle this. My eyes, this mask, is sticking to my eyes. So if I, I can't, no, because I can't ruin the, ruin the illusion, you know. And also, Zev, I'll lose my powers. Zev, you wore a mask the entire time, and it's the wrong kind of mask. I just, I think know. I was going to say what mask? <laughs> not doing you, not doing you any good. I know. Well, it does I'll, not prevent COVID. Spread. At least I'm supporting masks. Um, have a good night, everybody. I think the big message from tonight is. Vote, vote regardless vote. because vote, vote, vote. everyone's life really depends on this and everyone's uh, future really depends on this and the future of our democracy depends on it. And it's been fun to recognize a lot of people tonight, uh, including Jill and Andrew and everyone who's on the show on a such regular basis. Um, because, uh, you know, it's, but it really was a much bigger group of people at the end of the day. There's thousands of people who contributed to in the last four years to people understanding exactly what Donald Trump is, understanding exactly what kind of crimes he's been involved in, and exactly what kind of influence he has uh, had to put us in this enormously risky situation where our entire democracy has been at risk. So uh, I can't mention names because there's just so many, but we love you all and you've done such great work. And uh, I really hope everyone continues to, um, to do what we need to do to make sure this man goes away. And, uh, and we have a peaceful transition, which is, of course, the American tradition. So um, good night, everybody. Uh, have a great uh, Halloween and great voting. Thank you for doing this and for the fun of Halloween. I love Halloween costumes. And thank you for the message of voting. That is important.